This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So let's talk about that before we get to your numbers game. Tyson Bajan, he did speak as well. It will be his fourth start. He had three great quarters and one real disastrous one against the Saints. He opposes Bryce Young, who's had his own struggles, Dan. I know it sounds absurd maybe, but when you look at the quarterback matchup, if it's Bajan versus Young, who has the advantage? Well, look, the guy who has the advantage is whoever's offensive line decides to protect them more. I think whichever quarterback has the opportunity to play from within a calm pocket for the the, the ability to play uh, on schedule and with with an opportunity to, to be comfortable is going to have the advantage. This Tyson Bajan conversation has gotten sideways and this quarterback conversation in this city has gotten sideways. And and I, I enter this podcast tonight a little bit worried because we still have half a season left. There are still eight games for the Chicago Bears to play. And we're going down a same similar path as we went down last year where it got so sideways that all of a sudden it just became a shouting match for people to to scream their realities into existence. And it's driving me crazy this week to hear uh, on social media and different forums, how, how this thing has gotten askew. And what I think is fair in regards to to measuring Tyson Bajan in his fourth start is to understand that he's making a fourth start of his career a year after coming out of Shepherd University. I think Tyson, to his credit today, talked about the understanding that obviously four turnovers in a football game is unacceptable and it will lose you football games. And if you ever commit four turnovers again in a, in a football game, your career suddenly starts to go down a, a shoot that you don't want it to go down. But I think when you talk to Bears coaches, when you talk to people around the league and they understand that part of the growth process in this league for a young rookie quarterback is understanding who you are within the confines of this league, you hear a very honest self-assessment from Tyson Bajan about, okay, I'm not only playing against, I think as he said today, physical specimens, but guys who rarely make mistakes, guys who can take a, a, a small error that you make and t- turn an incompletion into a takeaway, guys that can, can really expose your flaws. And so now you have to learn to compensate for that. You have to use your strengths and accentuate your strengths, and you have to limit your weaknesses and, and, and play the football game in a way like Tyson Bajan played for three quarters in New Orleans before the catastrophic fourth quarter. I think it's only fair to perform a, a performance review of Tyson and Bajan on who he is and where he's at in his development. The same way that I'm not going to judge my soon-to-be five-year-old daughter on how she swims versus how my 11-year-old son 
or soon to be 11 year old son swims in the deep end of the pool. They're at different stages of their growth curve. And so you, you, you judge them differently and you gauge what they do well and what they don't do well. Tyson Bajant deserves a little bit more fairness than I think he's gotten this week after an avalanche of criticism. I know that I'm going to get heavy backlash and, and pushback for that, but I'm curious what you think. I don't think it's backlash or criticism. I, I think that. Hey, everyone, this is Brett Boone. Would you know it? I've got a podcast going strong in our fourth year. Tune in as I sit down with my friends, some of the biggest names in sports, media, entertainment, for a lot of fun and in-depth conversations. As you know, baseball's been my life. It's been in the family for a long time, but it's a lot more than that here. It's sort of like taking a ride in a golf cart around a beautiful track. Join me every week for multiple episodes on the Brett Boone podcast, available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, I don't consider it criticism to assess Tyson Bajan as a quarterback that has shown us maybe what his ceiling could be. And I, and I don't think it's premature after three starts or three and a half starts to project him as a competent NFL backup quarterback. Could he start in certain situations? Yeah, I would not rule that out. It's the NFL. I, I don't I don't see. But I, I also sometimes have a blind spot where I, I feel like, you know, objectivity, I under I, I forget sometimes how trying to be objective and assess Tyson Bajan as a quarterback and understanding that, you know, when you say he has limited arm strength and that showed in how he's unable to assess how quickly corners can close the gap, and that's why that interception happened and how he's unable to, to obsess this coverage and he got fooled, and that's why that interception happened and, and how these objective analyses of his game can be construed as criticism in the eyes of some people who want so badly for him to succeed. That's the problem here. When I, when I'm evaluating Tyson Bajan, I I don't really, and not not just me, but I think it's not, you're not doing it in the, in the name of wanting to be right about something or or wanting to something to come true. I really don't gain or lose anything from Tyson Bajan being a starter or a backup, but I think honestly, he looks to me based on my experience, based on my football sense and history and whatever he looks to me like a guy that could be a backup but I don't know that I would feel good about him as my starter I don't know that I'm going to win the Super Bowl with him as a quarterback see that's why I think that you know I'm good with what I've seen he could improve I'm not dying to see what he has next if he has to start Thursday against the Panthers fine but I don't have unrealistic expectations about what he is or who he can be I just think for two years, the quarterback conversation in this city has been supercharged and hypersensitive and that people just overreact to every little bit of performance review that is done positively or negative on either side of any quarterback that steps on the field for the Chicago Bears. And, it, and it's just it's gotten exhausting for me because then people create these these. I don't know, want to call them false narratives or boogeyman's or whatever they are. And there's just this whole uh project of trying to construct the reality that that feels comfortable for you you know and and it's just like just as you've talked about before performance reviews are 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 through an honest lens are just that they're performance reviews and so uh Bajan will have one more performance at least against the Panthers on Thursday night we'll see what he does there and then we'll get back to our regularly scheduled program with Justin Fields who suddenly now during his 25 day you know soon to be four game layoff has taken on a, a, a new life of his own again amongst people that want to say, you know, the last time he finished a game, he threw four touchdowns. Well, yeah, but, and then he started the next week, and he had 58 yards through two and a half quarters of a game against the Vikings and got hurt taking a sack. And so, yes, we'll get back to that 
Justin uh, Fields performance review. But don't suddenly create this 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 false depiction of a quarterback who was in a groove for a month. You know, he he had two decent games and then a terrible half against the Vikings. And we've got to get back to, to evaluating him on whether he deserves to be here in 2024 and beyond. The bears are going to have to decide in the spring of next year, whether to guarantee him $25 million plus to be there on their roster in 2025, not 2024, 2025. And so that judgment and that evaluation of Justin Fields has to be done through an honest lens, a sober lens, a lens that that is rooted in reality and fact-based evidence and time right like that we've seen over time justin fields will miss his 11th start on thursday night he has won six games in the national football league he's approaching double the amount of missed games as he has victories and so let's get back to that programming let's see if that can change in the final half of the season but let's also not create this this false fantasy land that he was on his way to becoming uh, the, the franchise quarterback that everyone wants him to be and 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 the, these people that pull out the stats of his last 17 starts well, yeah, he's missed five games in there, you know, soon to be six with, with, with this with this game against the Panthers. And so really it's an 11 game statistical analysis that you should be doing, because the last I checked an NFL season is 17 games. And so, like, I just like I, I can't do the fantasy land stuff anymore. And, and that's part of what I'm getting off my chest. tonight. I get that. I think that's well said. And, you know, absence has made a lot of people grow fonder, fonder of, yeah. of uh, Justin Fields and he's become somewhat of a sympathetic figure. Whereas people do tend to forget, yeah, he had back-to-back four touchdown games, but that was followed up by a really shaky half against Minnesota Vikings in which he got injured. So well said. I think that um, my sense is that the, the, the quarterback the Bears end up arriving at as the, the, the one projected to take them where they need to go and, and you know, win the Super Bowl. I don't think he's on the roster yet, but the final you know seven, eight games of the season – allows Justin Fields a chance for further evaluation and Tyson Bajan an opportunity to prove a lot of people wrong if they have put an artificial ceiling on his future. Last thing for me, I can tell you this conversation has been had in the media room at Hallis Hall. There is an exhaustion, and I know it, it permeates the fan base. The idea of rebooting at coach and quarterback again, is is it's physically exhausting, I think, for people. It's a fatigue that goes with, okay, so now we're just going to take a leap of faith on two more guys after the last five at both positions, quarterback and head coach have, have failed as, as badly as they have. Now we gotta, we got to get back in that car and drive that to, to a supposed destination that may or may not exist. And, and so, like, because we're in, you know, midway through the year, it's only November, we still got two-plus months of the season, we still got five plus months until draft weekend, as you mentioned at the outset. My God, the level of exhaustion that comes with having to constantly press the fast forward button rather than just hitting play on the now is there. I mean, how many people are looking forward to Thursday night's game against the I, Panthers? I, I, not Al Michaels. <laughs> you know, but Poor Dan, guy. I think you're right. I think you're right. But if if people didn't believe, I mean, if people got tired of falling in love, they, there would be no dating apps. I mean, people love the idea of becoming infatuated with the next quarterback and the next idea. And I know you're fatigued and I get it. And a lot of fan base is, is overwrought and overtired about this process. I just interviewed Eric Kramer, who still holds a single season passing record <laughs> of 1995. Okay. So I understand it, but I do think that that won't prevent whether it's Ryan Poles or his replacement or whoever from going down a road if neither Justin Fields shows anything in the final seven games or Tyson Bajan looks like the answer, they're going to do it again. 
They're going to go, they're going to yeah. swipe right or swipe left, and they're going to try it again. And they're going to see if that match is one that can be lasting and impactful. By the way, that single season uh, record is the lowest of any franchise that's ever played NFL football. So, 